0: You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Well, good day. It is Dr. D for the second part of a two-part series called The Correct Side of Obedience. Remember, I call it the other side because most of us spend time on the non-obedient side. So, the scenery looks different on this side of obedience, and that's what we're talking about here. Just a little review. Remember, on the correct side of obedience, the atmosphere is full of pitfalls, which could be called your fillings, or potholes, pitfalls, potholes, one of the same. Your fillings can cause you to have wrong thoughts wrong directions. Remember, your expectations uh, could be incorrect. It doesn't look like you thought it would look. You've been asking God to answer prayer, and he answers it a different way. So on the correct side of obedience, we got to watch out for our feelings, and we have to put our expectations in check. That's a review from last time. Let's move on to this time. There is a process that you will face, even on this side. Well, I'm, I'm obedient, and I, I should have be here. I should have arrived already. My mind went blank there for a minute. I should have arrived. Why am I not there? The goal seems further away. Well, there's a process on this side, too, that you will face. There is a proving ground, our purification process. Remember, even if you do decide to follow God, there's still a process that he's going to take you through. Malachi 3.3 talks about this process. This is the Old Testament. And they're talking about the ark and the sons of Levi. They had to be purified like gold and silver to make their offerings righteous to the Lord. In Luke going to the New Testament, Luke 2:22, it talks about when their days of purification were complete, then they would be presented to the Lord. So the Old Testament talked about purification, New Testament talks about purification. I really love 1 John 3.3 3. and First John 3.3 3 says that everybody who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as God is pure. Everybody who has this hope fixed on the Lord purifies himself. So there is a process that we have to go through. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm much further than I once was. Uh, In episode one, I was talking about my feelings, you know, my perfection feelings, that I wanted everything perfected. And when I opened my Bible app, I found out that I had skipped a day and I almost had a meltdown. But the Holy Spirit reminded me That all the years I was in college, and guys, I have a PhD, that's eight years. I didn't open the Bible, and I didn't feel a thing. Now, here I am, weeping, because I didn't go into my Bible app, even though I opened the Bible, I didn't go into my app for one day. So, the saddest day that you can experience is to meet the person that you could have been. Wow. The saddest day that you can experience is to meet the person you could have been. Just think what God has in store for you if you only choose the path of purification in Christ. Matter of fact, Ephesians 3.20, one of my favorite verses, immeasurably more, it says basically God, he can accomplish more than you can ever think or imagine. Because remember, his ways are not your ways. He can accomplish infinitely more than you could even ask. You don't even know how to form your mouth to ask. <laughs> That's Ephesians 3:20. So the purification process will take place on this side of obedience. Since <clears throat> this is a process that we must endure, we must learn to trust the process. What comes out of a lemon if you squeeze it? And you're like, well, Dr. D, that's kind of crazy lemon juice. No, it depends on what's in the lemon. It could be a worm or a half of a worm, the other half is in your coffee cup or your teacup, <laughs> or it could be other foreign debris. So, God knows that we're going to be squeezed by the world. He wants pure thoughts to come out of us once we are squeezed. You know, an oyster under pressure is actually a piece of dirt under pressure that makes a pearl. But the pearl's not made unless they're pressure. You want to thank God that the purification process is gradual. <laughs> Just think how you would feel if God told you everything he would to change in you all at once. <laughs> I know I most likely would have a nervous breakdown being in, in, in a closet sucking my thumb because <laughs> I would feel I was so unworthy. You don't give a baby f- steak. You start with something soft. Remember, we're like children in front of our God. Bible verse, Corinthians 7, 1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises, and people are like, what promises? Well, that's your mission. you got to figure out what God's promises are and also... Tell them back to God. <laughs> Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves for everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of the reverence for God. That's Corinthians 7.1 NIV version. So we must purify ourselves. It is a process trusted. On the correct side of obedience, your eyes can deceive you. (laughs) What does it mean by eye-deceiving concepts? When your eyes deceive you, it creates the illusion of seeing reality. I want to say that again. When your eyes deceive you, you think you're actually seeing what Really is. Things will never be correct or right. You know, Satan deals in nevers. He tells you'll never do this. You'll never have that. You'll never be that. You'll never. You'll never. You're never. You must ask yourself: Can you trust your eyes? Have you ever been to a magic show? (laughs) Have you ever been to a magic show? Especially one in Vegas. They're kind of neat. You can't trust your eyes. The performer plays tricks on your eyes. There are so many Bible stories that demonstrate this. I'm just going to cover three of my favorite stories. The first one is seeing the Red Sea. Exodus, Exodus 1421. Even though the Israelites had obeyed God. So they're on the side, the correct side of obedience, and they left Egypt. The Israelites were looking or seeing the Red Sea. With the Egyptians closing in, it appeared they had nowhere to go. They were trapped, but God made a way out of the Red Sea. He made a freeway out of a waterway. I remember when I was younger, uh, The Ten Commandments would come on once a year, I think around Easter time. The original film was um, released in 1956. Charles, Charleston Heston was my f- first, first crush. <laughs> he played Moses. It was amazing to see him raise up his staff and the sea to part, the Red Sea to part on film. The old saying, is a picture is worth a thousand words, but being there rules supreme. I added that part. You know, you heard people say, oh, picture's worth a thousand words, but the other half is being there rules supreme. For example, I'm sure some of you, most of you have seen the Rose Parade. Um, I used to live in California, and we would actually go and see the floats. I taught at a university that we had a float. Cal Poly Pomona, so we would work on the floats. Let me tell you, the cameras, I don't care what digital broadcasting you're using, 4K, 10K, whatever, it doesn't do it justice. So, seeing is actually supreme. Can you imagine the Israelites as they walked on the highway that God made out of the Red Sea? Seeing can be deceiving. Seeing the bucket this uh, story comes from John 4, 5 through 30, the woman at the well, <laughs> the woman at the well. She was an outcast of society, just drawing water for the day's supply in the middle of the day. That's how you can tell she was outcast because in the desert, no one does anything in the middle of the day unless they do not want to be seen. Then she meets Jesus, and instead of having water for that day, she has living waters for life. Can you imagine her, you know, laying in the bed, watching the clock and saying, "Okay, it's time for me to go draw all the water." <laughs> I've been a wayward woman. I've had so many husbands, perhaps a prostitute <laughs> she She was not a woman of of high society or honorable. <laughs> Circumstances. This woman actually went back to her people, and she became a leader in that society. She couldn't imagine that more than she could ask or imagine that morning as she laid in bed and waited till the hot of the day to go and draw that water. She became the mo the number one missionary in her society which was some Samaria for her culture. And there's, gosh, what, you know, oh my, 25 verses about her in the Bible. The longest conversation ever recorded between Jesus and a woman he shouldn't have been talking to. That's amazing. Looks can be deceiving. Last, last but not least is the size. And I'm going to go to Judges 6. This is the story of Gideon. And Gideon came from the smallest clan in the 12 tribes of Israel. And according to Gideon, I don't know what this meant, he said, I'm the least in my father's house. I don't know what that meant. I don't know. He was just whining, you know, <laughs> a pity party, party for one, nobody else invited. But he was saying he was the smallest tribe, the least in his father's house. However, he won a decisive victory over the Minyanite army. Despite of the vast Numerical disadvantage. He had a small army of only 300 people <laughs> against a Mennonite army of thousands of men. So his eyes deceived him. The Red Sea, the Egyptians, they were seeing no way out. The woman at the well, seeing only the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's feeling that she's an outcast of society, and Gideon looking at his size, his size of his clan, and the position in his father's house. So your eyes can deceive you on the correct side of obedience. Remember, in reviewing, even on the correct side of obedience, your feelings can trip you up. Your expectations could be totally off base, wrong. There is a process of purification that you even must face on this side of doing what's right. And your eyes can be your enemy. <laughs> they can definitely deceive you. For this is the hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? That's Romans 8, 24, the ESV version. I like 25 too. It says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. That's the 25th verse of Romans 8. Hope is very important for all of us to have. And God works in the unseen. Isn't that wonderful that he works in the unseen? The spiritual world (laughs) is more powerful than the physical world. A lot of people don't understand that. There's a lot of spiritual battles that are going on between God and his adversary. But we know the end of the story. It's kind of like a scary movie. I got to rewind to the end to see who lives. (laughs) So then I can relax and watch the rest of it. God works in the unseen world. I love Isaiah. 43 19. This is the CSB version. It says, Look, I'm about to do a new thing. Even now it's coming. So that means it's coming, but we don't see it. And the verse asks, Do you not see it? There's those are those eyes. We don't see it. Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness. I will do beyond your expectation and more than you can imagine. I will make a way in the wilderness and I'm going to make rivers in the desert. That's Isaiah 43, 19. I, I love this because this is a saying that God is going before me. He's working in the unseen. I don't have to worry about the future. He's already there. Neither do you. Remember. Jesus answered and said to him, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him. Obedience is very important. And we will come to him and make our dwelling within him. That's John 14, 23 ESV version. Well, I want you to take comfort in the fact that God does work in the unseen world. And this gives you hope for your future. Remember, we want to be on the correct or the other side of obedience, which is the correct side. Hopefully that you understand that God is inviting you to dwell with him. And that gives you the keys to a hopeful future. Until next time, God bless Dr. D. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope podcast. God bless.